This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Welcome back to Education Matters, and welcome to the second part of a two-part series taking a deeper dive into student loan forgiveness for educators. I'm Katie Olmstead, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents 120,000 educators in the state. Many of them may be eligible right now to have their student loans forgiven, thanks to changes to the Federal Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program that recently went into effect. If you didn't hear last week's episode with Guy Kendall Fries, Ohio's Affiliate Relations Specialist with NEA Member Benefits, press pause on this podcast and go back. Guy has some really good, important information about the student loan forgiveness options and the tools you can use to get the relief you've earned through your years of service to Ohio's public school students. If you did listen to the last episode, excellent. Let's move forward. And let's take a closer look at the very real impact of the student loan forgiveness on real educators in our state. One of those educators is Heather Tinsley. She just moved into a new role as an assistant principal in Pickerington, that's in central Ohio. But before that, she was a classroom teacher and the president of the Pickerington Education Association. And as she tells us, she recently found out she never has to make another student loan payment again. Heather, thank you so much for sitting down with us. This is a life-changing piece of news that you just got. Tell me what you found out. So um, the beginning of November, I found out that my student loans were officially paid off and done through the public service loan forgiveness program. Um, I was already scheduled to pay off, um, have my 120th payment in December or January. Um, that it wasn't for sure. Cause I hadn't, I still had one more verification, um, p- the verification piece that I needed to submit in order to check off that I was where I needed to be to have 120 payments. And at that time, when you got to your 120 payments, how much are we talking about being forgiven? About $57,000. That is a huge burden that is now off your shoulders. How are you feeling? Um, amazing. Seeing when I first signed up for this program back in 2010, thought there was no possible way I'd ever get to this point. I'd never make 120 payments to get to this point and be able to see it pay off. I figured there'd be something that would change in 10 years um, and really 11 for me um, that would change me being able to get my loans paid off. Was it a question for you of of sticking in education and public service for 10 years or, or thinking that maybe the program would change? Maybe the program would change and we I wouldn't still be able to get my loans paid off. Let's take it back to the beginning. And I know that was 11 years ago. Don't have to be super on top of the details here, but what difference did taking out those loans make in terms of your ability to become an educator? So um, I'm one of the first children in my family to go to college. So having my parents pay for college wasn't even an option. So my only choice in order to go to college was to um, take out student loans. So then when I took out my student loans and got through college, I 
didn't know I needed to be on a specific program or with a specific loan servicing in order to be um, placed on the public loans service forgiveness. So um, I just went ahead back then and filled out the paperwork. And next thing I know, I was being changed for from who was servicing my loans to um, the Ohio Department of Education loan servicing provider in order to be to start this program. So I had paid on my loans for many years prior to actually being put on the public service loan forgiveness program. What prompted you to get onto the program? So I'd been doing a lot of research because I was a spec ed teacher on different ways that I could get help to pay for my loans because I was a single parent at the time. And you have the Title I loan stuff that you can get forgiven after several years. And I don't don't recall exactly how many years. Then you have there's a a spec ed um, loan forgiveness after a certain amount of years. But when I started comparing everything, um, the years that you would get while paying on the spec ed one or the Title I where they would forgive the money wouldn't pay for my entire, wouldn't forgive my loans, whereas the public service loan forgiveness would forgive my loans in in whole. And if I did the other programs, those payments wouldn't count towards the public service loan forgiveness. So through my research, I tried to pick what was going to pay the most out for my loans, as opposed to just getting a, a portion paid here or a portion paid there. And let's face it, student loans are a burden in our lives. What was it like for you, especially when you're talking about the time that you were a single parent, what was it like for you making those student loan payments on top of everything else in your life? Um, I mean, it was difficult because, you know, you have to prioritize. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to have it on income contingent to uh, pay for those loans, which enabled me to still provide for my daughter, as well as being able to meet the requirements of paying on my loans and meet the qualifying payment, because you have to have 120 qualifying payments under public service loan forgiveness. So by doing the income contingent, um, I was able to still continue making those payments. Um, I did have some time in there where things were in deferral because of going back to school to get my master's or um, I went back to school for my administration and I decided then I didn't want to put my loans in deferral while I was doing my administration. But um, whenever there was some question in there, uh, when things were needed to be changed, it seemed like they were always very easily to put my loans in deferment. And I had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get them out of deferment so that I could continue making those 120 payments. And that's actually something we hear a lot uh, talking to anybody about their student loans is how willing and how eager a lot of servicers are to quote unquote, make it easier for you, but in doing so make it so much harder for you in the long run. Um, you mentioned to me that you still had some payments under review right up until you found out that they were, that you had your loans forgiven. Correct. There was, so there was multiple payments under review. Um, and it, and I will tell you like the, 
the recent years, it's gotten a lot better of knowing how many payments. When I first was on the program, even trying to find out the number that qualified, it took over a year to even know the small number of payments that qualified towards the public service loan forgiveness. So it has gotten a lot better. And now under the Fed loan servicing, I was able to go in and see where I was at um, for how many payments I had paid. That's why I knew I was about December or January. I was already scheduled to pay off. So I kept watching when they kept extending the um, the non where we didn't have to pay because of COVID. When they kept extending that, when they extended it to January, I was pretty certain I wasn't going to make another payment on my loans because I knew January was my um, for, for sure date that I knew I would be um, have 120 payments because all those payments counted during COVID, even though we didn't pay anything. So you didn't make a payment during COVID and now you will never make a payment again. Had you not been on the public service loan forgiveness program, how long would it take you to pay off that 57,000? Do you think? I imagine I'd still have another 10 to 15 years. And what would that mean for your life? It's like having a second mortgage payment in some cases, like it's just amazing. And, and I, I would say somebody who is in my position, even if the payments are six or $700, look out 10 years and see if it's even possible to pay it off because there's different types of income contingent um, payment plans out there. And there's a lot of different payment plans that qualify under public service loan forgiveness. It's just a matter of trying to find which one works best for you. I was lucky to have a loan a service provider. Like I called and talked to somebody at Fed loan servicing and they told me um, not to change my income contingent, even though my payment went from 300 a month to 700 a month not to change that so that I would still qualify for my public service loan forgiveness. Um, otherwise I would no longer qualify and I wouldn't have a qualifying payment. So I spent lots of hours on the phone calling, asking questions, making sure that what I was doing was the correct thing. It's making sure that the, the payments were count, counted, asking, you know, those payments that didn't, that were under review, asking them why they were under review but it takes hours to get to somebody. Now, I don't know if that's gotten better here lately, but I know prior to, because the program was so new in some aspects, um, there's a lot of people who didn't have the answers. So you just had to keep calling and asking the same question. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. NEA member benefits offers a, a tool for mm -hmm. all NEA members to help them navigate through all of this to, to figure out their best way and the steps they need to take to be able to qualify or to get some of their previous payments to qualify. Had you known about that resource, would that have been helpful to you? So I knew about that resource, but I was already far enough in that I didn't want to, I didn't want any of my stuff to get changed based on trying to go through anything through NEA. But I would encourage anybody who hasn't done anything to, 
to go ahead and go through NEA and do that because it, it can be a very cumbersome process, especially if you're not sure how all that works. Um, I would have at the very beginning would have loved to have had somebody to help walk through that process. It sounds like it was a long and frustrating process for you. I can only imagine for the educators who, you know, thought they were doing all the right things and then kept getting the runaround or rejection after rejection after rejection. Uh, one of the big things that changed October 6th, new rules went into place, making some of the previously ineligible payments now qualify. But that grace period, that window closes October of 2022. What is your big message to other educators who are staring down the barrel of their student loan payments for the next 10, 15 years as it is? I think no matter what, if you're in public service, you should apply. The worst thing that would happen would be they would deny you. But the best thing that could happen is your loans could be paid off tomorrow because they're going to count every payment that you've made possibly. Let's talk about how you found out that that's exactly what you have, that you won't have another payment. Did they send you a letter? No, I still haven't gotten anything in the mail, actually. I just logged on to my Fed loan servicing because I just wanted to check it. And right now it all says zero payment, zero amount due because everybody um, doesn't have to make a payment till February, essentially. So I started clicking around in my um, online account and I tried to get to my um, payment count to see where it was at and it wouldn't let me go there. And so I started checking my inbox in my Fed loan servicing and there was a letter in there basically stating that my loans had been paid off, that I owe zero amount, everything's done. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. What was going through your head when you read that? Well, I was prepared in some aspects for that to happen. So I, I knew that uh, it was coming. I just was surprised at how fast it came because like I said, I didn't get anything in the mail. So I wasn't Part of me was like, I better go check that again. I want to make sure that that is truly what, what I saw. I wasn't just seeing something. It was just amazing to know that all of my hard work had possibly paid off. How long did it take before you started to believe it? <laughs> um, I think I, I waited another week before I said anything. And then I was like, oh my gosh. My loans are actually paid off. I never have to make another payment on my student loans again. You are one of countless educators who has earned that. You have dedicated your life, years of your life, to public service. What does it feel like to you to have that, not necessarily be rewarded, but to, to get the benefits that you've earned through your public service? I mean, I think it's amazing. Like I said, I really thought that something would change. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't stay that way, that something in the program would change by the time you got to the 120 payments. So I was always kind of hesitant um, to say much about it, but as uh, the Pickerington Education Association president, I always pushed for people to put themselves on that program because we're, like I said, worst case scenario, um, you get grandfathered in if something did change. Knowing that the deadline for these changes is next October, how important is it 
I, I know you've said that you advocated your entire time as PEA president. How important is it that somebody take care of this tonight? Well, I would say it's very important to take care of it tonight because it, it, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. I think it took me the very beginning, probably a month or two months to get on the program. Now, I imagine now it's a probably a little quicker, but trying to understand the paperwork that you have to fill out, you have to get it to your district office for somebody. And for me, it's in the treasurer's department to fill out, to verify that you have been working there as a whatever public service. I mean, teacher, nurse, anything that's public service, um, you just have to get it verified. And then once you get it verified, you have to send that form in. And then my recommendation would be every year, pick a, pick a month every year that you continue to send that in until you hit that 120 payment mark, because it kind of gives you gratification that you're moving in the right direction. So I would encourage anybody to go on and get all that information completed and submitted to your district office, whoever is in charge of verifying, whether it's human resources, the treasurer's department, I don't know, maybe it's your principal that needs to verify, but I would for sure get that in sooner than later, especially who knows stuff can get lost in the mail. I, uh, I was able to upload that stuff into um, Fed Loan Servicing once I was on the program, but you can also go through the Ohio Department of Education and upload it there as well. So a lot of opportunities, but also a lot of moving pieces to navigate. Correct. Heather Tinsley, student loan free. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. And thank you for joining us. No problem. And I hope more people can have the opportunity to have their student loans forgiven as I have. If you're an educator and you have student loans, the NEA member benefits team can help you navigate your way to loan forgiveness. Last week's Education Matters guest, Guy Kendall Fries, is continuing to host Zoom sessions for OEA members to help sort it all out. The full schedule for this month is in the show notes for this episode. And while you're there, like or subscribe to Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.